Hey, before we start the show today, I just want to make a quick note. Uh, for the next three months, we're going to be donating 100% of any profits we make from ads on the show to charities helping victims of Hurricane Harvey. So each month, we're going to pick a different local charity organization that's doing effective, impactful work in partnering with people in need in the areas affected by the flood. So for September, we're going to be donating to the Texas Diaper Bank. Uh, displaced families are in desperate need of diapers and supplies, and this organization is filling that need really, really well. And just for kicks, for fun, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll match it with a dollar to each month's charity. So if you leave us 500 reviews in the month of September, we're going to donate $500 to the Texas Diaper Bank. Uh, same goes for whatever the charity is in October and November and so on. Like, give us 9,000 reviews, we're going to donate $9,000. And we even recorded this episode a few weeks back, so there's a really dumb review incentive we mentioned that we'll still honor if you want, but we thought this would be a more constructive way to do it. Houston is my hometown. I grew up in Kingwood, which is a suburbs like 30 minutes north of downtown Houston. And Caroline and I wanted to do something positive with our dumb little podcast, especially in the long term, because there'll come a time after all the telethons and hashtags when it's not trendy to donate, like we're not going to be thinking about it anymore. So we're trying to have a vision for the future of what long-term help looks like for all of our friends and family in Texas, some of which might be you. So give what you can to effective local charities in Texas, whether it's the Texas Diaper Bank or another one. Uh, leave us a review, five stars, preferably, on Apple Podcasts, and we'll match it with a dollar. And enjoy the show. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Just be true, I guess. Um, there's a lot of malarkey in this world, I guess, that can take you off guard. And there's guys parties, high school parties, and, you know, issues with your parents, and all that stuff. But it all passes after the hard times, they all pass, and you always get through, at least, I hope. Um, just know that God has an understanding God. That doesn't give you leeway to do something wrong, but... If you are down or discouraged, he understands, and he'll meet you where you're at, I guess. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I'm not a very serious person. As Katie Hudson snags a journalist's mini cassette recorder and starts whispering in the microphone, her playful exuberance is not too difficult to observe. But I am very serious about my passion for my music and how I affect people through it. I realized what my calling was at a young age. I sort of felt it in my bones. But God will use a willing vessel and there isn't an age limit on being a willing vessel. That's the opening paragraph from the bio on her now defunct website posted in 2001. At just 16 years old, Catherine Elizabeth Hudson didn't expect her first foray into music to be the uphill battle that it was. She grew up a preacher's kid, grew up singing in the church, covering songs by her favorite Christian artists like Jennifer Knapp and Crystal Lewis. And the CCM industry short for contemporary Christian music, was supposed to be a safer bet than the so-called secular market. On February 8th, 2001, Katie's self-titled album was released on Red Hill Records, which was a sub-label of Pamplin Music, a label that soon thereafter went bankrupt, gutting the album's marketing budget and much of Katie's chance for success in the industry. In total, after performing as the opening act for Phil Joel in one of his side projects from the Newsboys, and then embarking on her own solo acoustic tour, the record sold less than 200 copies. 200. 200. 
It would be seven years later until Katie released her follow-up album, One of the Boys, ditching her faith-based lyrics as well as her surname to avoid confusion with the actress Kate Hudson, whose fame she'd surpass almost instantly with her hit single, I Kissed a Girl. Okay, here's the last paragraph from that bio. Mindful of the pressure put on young artists today to serve as positive role models, Katie says she's more than willing to address that challenge. I think there should be a good amount of pressure on the person who is on stage, says Katie. I think anyone who says his or her music doesn't influence is ignorant, because it does. Most of our lives revolve around music, fashion styles, television, movies, and advertising. They all reflect that. My heart says whatever it feels through my music. If you want to know me, listen to my songs. All I ever want to say to the world is in my songs. And we're going to listen to those songs today on Good Christian Fun. <laughs> oh yeah! Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have a little Good Christian, Christian fun. fun. We nailed it. Yeah. Episode over. We should quit while we're ahead. We did it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Guys, it's Good Christian Fun. This is the, this is the <laughs> I almost said this is the album. This is the podcast where we take a look at the crazy upside down world of Christian pop culture. Mm-hmm. And we're not here to proselytize. We're not here to bash it either. We're just here to say, what? What the what the hell is this, Kevin? What is what what the heaven is this? Yes. What the what the heaven <laughs> is this that we're looking at? There's a whole other upside down, Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah, it's a um, it's a subculture we grew up in. It's very weird, and we're not here to turn anyone Christian. Maybe even though we're technically <laughs> in the state of California's eyes, Christians ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we had to file. But most of Christian pop culture is hilarious, and we're here to talk about it. Yes. But before we get into today's subject, Caroline, there's a question that Christians ask each other mm-hmm. within mm. their Bible studies at church. Mm. Mm. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of that, by the mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. A lot of the grunt agreement. Yeah, that you'll you get hear. a lot of just like, mm, amen. Mm. Yeah, you hear that when you go to church and uh. there's sermons, and men and women like to agree with the pastor. Some do it with an amen. People, I would say, just go, mm. Yeah, and it's usually after the pastor, like, hits this heavy statement that whether sure. or not it makes sense, just the way they say it, it's, you'll get a, mm, Oh, yeah, and it's always groan. like, yeah, it's almost like a riddle, too, the way they, yeah, it is. if God is blah, 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 man, then man must blah, 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 God. Mm. Mm. So, Caroline, how's your heart? Oh, Kevin, thanks for asking. You're so welcome. That's such a real question yeah. for me. It is real. Uh, my heart is good. I'm My heart is excited. For this show? Yeah. It's good. I mean, we're like, you know, five minutes in. Yeah, I loved your um your intro and <laughs> the theme song. It was the first time hearing that. That theme song is a real whoop-de-doo. Yeah, I'm really not married s- to it. <laughs> <laughs> but it does kind of sum up the vibe of, I think, I mean, wait, Christian it, culture. This is fluid. I'm not, I'm not thinking about the next 10 episodes fluid, of like this gender. show. For the intro... I did record that before, and yes. then w- I just played it, and me and Caroline were just, and I just sitting here, stare at Kevin just listening to it. Oh, what I was going to say is <laughs> I'm not married to the theme song. We can change it 
It's fine. Uh, we speaking do a of marriage, thing. I am married to my beautiful, gorgeous husband. Okay. Oh, what a piece okay. of work. Great. What cool. a tight. No one cares. <laughs> tight? How? Don't. <laughs> Please don't. No, no, no. I don't care. Uh, well, Here's here's a piece of advice ass, for me. What a tight ass! So he's like he's like an uptight guy. He's not fun because that's what tight ass means. Sure, okay. You want. Um, it's good Christian fun, guys. And oh, I know what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, girl, I'm not thinking about the next ten episodes of the show. I'm thinking about the next hundred and ten episodes of yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kevin, um, I didn't ask you. How's your heart? My heart's pretty good because I'm very excited to be doing this show. Yeah. And to be back in your earbuds, good listeners. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Lord. My acclaimed return to the podcast <laughs> airways. The public has been clamoring for this. <laughs> the caption. We want Kevin. Headlines. We want Kevin. Unofficial we podcast sequel canceled due to no total trail. lack of interest. <laughs> Utter nicheness and a complete miscalculation. Sophomore slump for Kevin Porter as he returns to the field. Sophomore slump for a sophomore frump. And it's a picture of me going, hmm, why isn't nobody listening? Like my head is on my hand on a table. My heart is sincerely good. Wait, I'm gaining weight? <laughs> no, in your age? frumpy picture. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, you're losing weight. I would you're gain the weight good. for it. Hey, hey, well, I wasn't fishing oh. like the fisher of men. I'm mm. talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and his fishermen. For us, maybe not for you. This isn't a podcast for Christians. It's it's right. a podcast for anybody yeah. that's interested in this topsy-turvy, upside-down world <laughs> of Christian pop culture. So I will say this episode is kind of an anomaly in that, one, we're doing this just you and I. Yes. Just the two of us. Yeah, just the OGs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we will usually be joined by a guest or two. From all parts of the spectrum my of mom, faith. My mom, my dad, my husband. We, we will usually be joined by guests. And then number two, this is an unusual subject matter for a show. Usually this is going to be a thing that you, the listener, may not be familiar with at all. This will be something that you have no connection to, mm. or it's something that remains a piece of Christian nostalgia for those that grew up with it. But we wanted to start with something that was like a nice... Open invitation. If you know anything about music, you've probably heard a Katy Perry song. Who? Kate. Katy Perry? Katy. Katy Perry. I don't know if I told you this ahead of time. I love Katy Perry. Really? Yeah. You're Stan. Yeah. But anyway, I think you were getting into the fact that she's probably a good bridge between the two. This is, yeah, it's an anomaly. So let's get into it. Let's talk about young Miss Katy Hudson. Katy Hudson. One record <laughs> that failed. Yeah, then, but not her own fault, really. I don't think so. And it is, yeah, this is so, it's an anomaly for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Although, if you listen to the record, you might disagree. Come on, come on, man. Okay, I will say a little background. My attachment to this from a personal level, because some of this I do have an attachment with, yeah. I grew up with, and I was pretty into a lot of contemporary Christian music and Christian pop culture for probably a good five to seven year chunk Mm -hmm. that year range will probably change as this podcast goes on i'll be like (laughs) i guess i was only into it for two years time slows down when you're a kid but i do remember Mm. seeing young miss katie hudson in in person i saw her at least once i might have seen her twice i'm trying to recollect yeah so did you forget i saw her for sure when she was touring with phil joel 
Phil Joel. What is was a, her haircut at the time? This will help date it. Her haircut at the time was the blonde. It was, she was oh, a blonde okay. girl. She so was. She did not go early brunette. So okay. This is 2001 for sure. Got so it. she toured with Phil Joel. And when was, you're saying blonde, um, listeners, I would like you to imagine early 2000s, really, really zebra striped, streaky <laughs> hair, like chunks of blonde mixed with black and like a reddish brown. That's yeah, not really platinum. Strange, blonde. and then kind of that pixie blunt cut. Carry on. By the way. This is a child we're talking about. <laughs> she has 16 years. She's writing these no, songs she's, when she's 15. Right, yeah. And then the record comes out when she's 16, I believe. So young. She was born October 84. So that was February 2001. Oh, okay. That. Yeah. Does that make her 16 by the time it comes out? I want to say. I think so. Yeah. People love when people do podcasts. Yeah, math. we should do more of that. Okay. Well, and we will at the end. We'll like... What's your verse, your favorite verse, plus my favorite verse? And equal. what, how many years ago was 1969? <laughs> However many years, I'm sure it was nice. 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 But, uh, <laughs> but is that our amen? Is <laughs> saying nice after someone says 69? <laughs> it's kind oh, of should like we our, have said that there might be swearing on this show at oh, the top of it? Oh, yeah. I hope no one feels duped. If you're listening with your that. kids, your kids got to grow up sometime. And what better way than your two trusted friends, Kevin and Caroline? Hey, little bitches. Welcome <laughs> to the real world. Let's grow up, okay? Okay? Hi. Okay? So, okay. So, my personal time, I did yes, see her Katie in concert. Hudson, you saw her. What was she like? Well, I do remember. And I, I actually, I reconnected with an old buddy of mine that I literally hadn't seen in 10 years. A couple of weeks ago, he was driving through LA, oh. and he was one of my friends that I would go to all these shows with, all these oh, all so these Christian music this shows with him. Yeah, I saw the show with oh, him, wow. and we both remembered we saw the show. She was great. She only did three songs on this tour. So when she would open up for this other guy, she would do three songs. It was "Search Me," and I think she might have done "Last Call" and another one. I don't or okay. "My Own Monster." Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a long set at it was all. Just like her, she, she was the thing. she was the first of three acts of the night. Oh wow! The other one was a European dance duo named Vienna. What the heck? <laughs> Did you know her going into this concert, no. or this was how you found out about her? Well, this, I, it's hard. It's hard, man, because literally now it was sixteen years ago. Oh yeah, and it's weird to have fuzzy. Yeah, it's all memories together. about this stuff. But I do remember hanging out with her after the show. Oh my gosh. Because a buddy of oh mine my worked. Gosh. <laughs> this is in Houston, Texas in 2001. Oh. And my buddy Kent worked at the local radio station, 89.3 FM, KSBJ, God listens. Shout out. Shouts out. I'm sure we'll be referring to them a lot because a lot of my experience in this world comes from, from that hub. That's what mom and dad had on all the time. So yeah. that's what we listened to. Yeah. So I remembered he was like doing an interview with her. And I do believe. He recorded something, and I asked him for the tape oh earlier this week. I, I haven't talked to him in literally like 12 years. <laughs> so he hasn't, like, I think he's still looking for it. If he gets it by the time this comes out. Yeah, we should put it in. We'll ju I'll just insert it in right here. So what do you remember from hanging out with her? Did you talk? I remember her? we all had a crush on her. Oh, yeah. And she was charming. And she was charming in a way that wasn't like, Ah, oh, you're pretty. Yeah, you but, like know how to work people. It was like she, she seemed to have a good time. She kind of knew what she was doing in the sense. Not, I don't mean that in a negative way. Wait, you know what you No, doing. I don't mean that in a negative way. <laughs> I don't mean in a way that all women are manipulative. A la, uh, wait, who's who's lady that made King David? 
Oh, Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Yeah, no, oh, Bathsheba. Oh, for the listeners, so, so. Bathsheba. Real quick backstory. Oh, this uh, brings us to a segment that and we have to do. a real quick bath story, It's honestly. called um, Godsplaining, and it's basically anytime we refer to something that is like a Christian thing or a biblical thing that is a lingo that maybe needs some explanation. Uh, we're going to Godsplain that to you. So we'll start out with Bathsheba. Yeah, because we're not going to assume that all of you are uh, are experienced with all this discussion. And if you are, and this is uh, tedious, sorry, buddy. I'll keep it quick. Yeah. Uh, king David, he's a big king. He's great. People love him. Big king. Big king. Terrific. Huge. King. Uh, wrote all the <laughs> Psalms. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Um, but he saw a lady, naked lady's neighbor bathing out on the roof and mm-hmm. fell for her and sent her husband to the front lines in the battle so he got killed so that well his could... faith was strong but he needed proof and he saw her bathing on the roof the moonlight and uh, her beauty he, overthrew him through you yeah is this Bruce Springsteen <laughs> Because if so, I'm listening. Oh, no, but she clearly pricked up. <laughs> she knew how to like charm small groups of people. Which is such a hard skill, especially when you're a teenager. You're, I was probably horrific. Yeah, at you it. were probably insufferable. <laughs> As was I. Painful. And at the time, I'm 11. 12. Oh, you were 11. I mean, if it was 2001, I was I was 11 years old. For sure. So she was like a cosmopolitan, adult, cool girl. Yeah. Well, she was five years older. And when you're that young, it's like like, 20 years older, but in a cool way. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So I remember we were all in love with her. Mm -hmm. And we all had like different degrees of crushes on her. And Were you talking about your crushes with each other? Like, I'm going to talk to Katie. Sure. Oh, okay. Um, But I think think most of it came from hanging out with her. Because a buddy of mine, as I mentioned in the open... Album sold less than 200 copies. My buddy Jordan does have a signed copy. Wow. Signed by her. Just I wonder if that's valuable. Well, if you look this album up on Amazon.com, yeah. it goes for between two to $400. What? For the CD? Yeah, because there wasn't that many press. The label Dang. went bankrupt, so they couldn't make anymore. Oh, my gosh. And and this was kind of a flop in all ways. Like, it didn't get a lot of radio airplay. Yeah. It wasn't very radio friendly no and uh some of the critical reception was not super friendly (laughs) yeah so that's the extent of my personal experience with it and then that group of friends of mine we would like sing along to in the car to some of these songs yeah because she was probably like your artist like your secret but it's not even like this is the christian equivalent of blah 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 because looking back on it that's what i thought but seeing that oh it sold so poorly this was super niche. Like we were cool and indie for oh being gosh. so into guys, her. Yeah, we were a little cool. So and we, cool, eleven, we, Kevin. <laughs> you're the coolest shit I've ever seen. We loved growing pains. <laughs> we loved growing pains, which we'll get to. Okay, so yeah. I really kind of fell for Katy Perry when I saw her documentary that she did, "Pieces of Me." Part of me. Part of me. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you're a biggest fan, fan in the world. <laughs> I. I and you can see how charming she is and how real she is and how it's not very hard for her to be um, Katie. Um, sure. I mean, But they go into this Christian background a lot and they spend a lot of time on her parents who are their own like kind of big charismatic figures in her story yeah. and in the world. And that's important to like, I think that's a helpful piece of context for kind of her career arc. So yeah, because she grew up in a charismatic church and a charismatic church 
they're a lot more in tune with like the Holy Spirit aspect of Christianity and a lot more in tune to like healing and miracles. And that's a big part of theirs. And their services are really exciting and yeah. like kind of loud and like a lot going on and people are shouting out and it's so, very intense. So the charismatic churches are the ones where the pastors are like low key wizards. <laughs> like they can knock people over by <laughs> some, touching yeah, them. Yeah, some and of stuff. them are. Yeah. And and I actually went to a charismatic church briefly in junior high. As did I. Yeah. And got pretty involved in it. Um, did anyone push you down? No, but they did kind of heavily encourage me to speak in tongues. Uh, I As did they for me yes, as which well. Is, a is that big good part grammar? Yeah. And I think a part of that. <laughs> so, anyway, so she grew up in this and her parents were actually like, well-known speakers within the charismatic church yeah, community Keith and Hudson, they tour yeah. and so she grew up in this really entrenched kind of intense one and she doesn't speak very kindly of it now my upbringing was pentecostal christianity pentecostal. we were slain in the spirit you know if you put your hand in there go down the presence of god in my life was absolute our parents were traveling ministers for many years and still are and so we would travel with them a lot we were so engulfed in 100% Pentecostal Christianity. I had no idea that other people weren't like how our family was. We weren't allowed to eat Lucky Charms because luck is of Lucifer. I couldn't watch the Smurfs growing up. I didn't know who Michael Jackson was until I was like 14. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, all banned. I think Sister Act 2 was the only movie that she was allowed to see. Really? Not Sister Act 1. And I don't know why. You'd have to ask her parents. Right, joyful, joyful. Of course, every parent wants the best for their children. And I guess we just sort of put barriers up. To, we didn't want them to get them involved in things that would get them, you know, hurt them in early years. Okay. My take on this, and not to be terribly judgmental, her parents screwed up, man. Yeah, it's... It, That's what it feels like to me. Well, the way she talks about it now is... Uh, and I think from her parents' perspective, they were thinking they were protecting her. But the way she talks about it, it was like... It was such a controlling, intense environment mm -hmm. that, of course, I rebelled and, like, ran as fast as I could as soon as I could. Sure. I mean, her arc in general, like, what her career became after this album and, and going... You know, running towards, like, look, I kissed a girl and, like, the, the kind of faux provocative stuff it's like yeah that's what pastor's kids do like there's there's nothing novel about that do you know what i mean yeah like, yeah oh, we weren't allowed to watch rugrats and then you know i'm grinding on stage it's like yeah it's, it's so common that it's like a trope among christians it's totally a trope yeah like world of like oh pk pastor kids like of course they are a mess yeah. all the time and not all the time but like because they have such high standards put on them and they have to perform a lot yeah and, and even when pastors are like seem pretty legit i will say just a snap judgment on this family yeah. what is going on here sounds less like biblical christianity as we understand to be and more like just arbitrary moralism yeah. they couldn't eat lucky charms yeah, lucky charms. like yeah if your pastor dad says you can't eat marshmallows because of god i'm gonna run away from the church of course. Because those marshmallows are good. friggin' good. Heart stars, horseshoes. Holy smokes. Have clovers you and blue moons. Oh my gosh. Pots of gold. If that's for the, if that's from Satan, sign me up. Church of Satan, I'm number one fan. <laughs> sign me up, Satan. <laughs> yeah, also, I will say, and you know, I don't want to be mean on this show, but her dad does look like a uh, a cross between Mr. Clean and the old lady from the Old Navy commercials. <laughs> he he looks like a, a weird... Uh, through the looking glass version of Bono to me. 
<laughs> Catorce, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I I got a bit, like I remember watching this documentary a couple years ago, and I immediately got a, a bad vibe from him. I was like, oh, that's why. And I mean, he might like he probably and yeah, and I think her parents they probably have, do love her. And yeah, everything, and but and in recent interviews too, it seems like they've patched things up and they appear together yeah. a lot. And it seems like she spends a lot of time and she does talk about how they ground her. You know, and, and like virtual, sure. in reality, not like they make her go yeah. to her room. But I think, and what will be helpful for this conversation is like, let's not pretend that her upbringing was model at all. <laughs> it just, right, yeah. it just sounded like it was a very confusing time. If you're a kid in that sort of environment, that's going to be confusing as hell. Yeah. And your parents seem as loving as they may be. It it just seems a little. Let me ask you this: off. What things were you not allowed to watch in your house? Oh, you name it. I mean, the big one was The Simpsons because I really wanted to watch that. And I put together like this whole packet of mom. You don't understand. There's Christian characters. You made a packet? Ned Flanders. I would print out these articles (laughs) from the internet. You made Ned Flanders like you try to convince her that he's the like hero of the show. Yeah. I mean, and and he is portraying (laughs) a positive light. about Ned. (laughs) Yeah. Ned's the secret hero. And so finally I convinced her. And this was September 2001, and then 9-11 happened. And then it was all news coverage of 9-11, so they stopped showing Simpsons reruns, and I was really mad. <laughs> so that's what I associate 9-11 with Just forever. one more nail in the coffin for those terrorists yeah. ruining my Simpsons content. I mean, and there was, there was a lot growing up that we weren't allowed to watch. But then as we got older... yeah. Uh, you know, by the time I was in high school, mom and I were watching Kill Bill together. Like, yeah, it was all it got, fine. It felt like it was pretty arbitrary for me, too. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch Pocahontas because, you know, there's gods. And oh, there's yeah. And because of the pantheism and the yeah, trees and, talk. Yeah, and everything and is Pro-environmentalist. God. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's anti-white. Sure. Woof. And then... um but then also we could watch The Matrix, which is extremely violent. Like, because yeah, Neo's a Christ-like figure. Is that <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh boy, it's but, loose. So, but I feel like it did kind of like slow down. As you're I the youngest, Plus, I'm right? the, yeah, we're the youngest. So yeah, so it was like really by the time they got off. to us, it's like whatever. Who's got time leave to me leave alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> I just want to be alone right now. So yeah, and then so, we fought for boundaries. And yeah. So that was that was Katie's upbringing, but uh, let's just let's get into talking about the music. Let's open with the opening track. Listen to a little bit of "Trust in Me" by Katy Perry. I mean Hudson. Uh. uh. I like the theremin there, like, ooh, <laughs> close encounters. <laughs> Spooky. This is 16 years old, Katie Hudson, but listen to her voice already. How could I see you when I was so blind? How could I grasp you when I was far behind? How could I hear you when I was so deaf? How could Remember this hook all the time. All right. 
Trust in me. Trust in me. Opening track. So there's a little bit of like, on this song and really no others, I think, I get Evanescence vibes. Yes, yes. Um, I want to talk about her voice because... Sure. You get... You can tell there is a raw talent in there, mm-hmm. but it is so raw. And <laughs> for most of this album, as I kept listening to songs, I was just like, she's just singing so hard. Yeah. And I want her to like relax a little bit. And I think that, of course, got refined as she got older, but it's like sure. she can't take a break at any <laughs> like long note. She's you know? dancing as fast as she can. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that is a very, I don't know, when you're the best at your church you can do that and everyone's like wow you know (laughs) look at her go yeah i will say though as someone who is like entrenched in a lot of female christian pop vocalists uh a la jackie velasquez rachel lamp uh even like cesar rico jennifer knapp this was so different from that yeah yeah because it's not pop and it's not it's not the boring adult contemporary stuff it's so you know, strange and kind of hard-edged and not Yeah, perfect. there's nothing soothing about it. Right, and maybe the way I love Bruce Springsteen, I think he has a perfect voice for him, yeah. is why it's like, oh yeah, I love this voice. This yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. Because I do like it. I don't know. It, I go back and forth. Like for... <laughs> um, like it's interesting, but then at points it got very annoying for me. Um... I, I can't want, imagine how. <laughs> <laughs> I want to quote um, a critic named Stephen Thomas Earlwine, um, who wrote this when this album came out. <laughs> uh, for what publication? Uh, from All Music. All Music I, was harsh as hell on this yeah, album. Yeah, and I keep thinking about this quote because I feel like it's so accurate, not only to this, but sure. just like a lot of Christian music. Describing, oh, here's the quote. <laughs> Uh, the record's overall sound is the kind of assaultive, overproduced wall of sound that some CCM rockers do in order to prove their contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> that quote, I, wall of sound, is like, yeah, that's it. It's just like so much coming out at you at one time. I think on that first track, that's absolutely true. Yes. And there's not like a lot of um, uh, a distinctive character to it in no. terms of the arrangement stuff. Yeah. Uh, lyrically, it's... You know, sometimes, especially for female pop vocalists, it's always, is this song about the Lord or your <laughs> boyfriend? Mm-hmm. This is pretty unequivocally about God. Right. Across, like, just, you said, don't worry, I've healed the blind man, I've set the captives free. Don't worry, all you've got to do is put your trust in me. Yeah, it's, per- it's, it's a supernatural your being. Boyfriend. If your boyfriend can do that, wow. Oh, yeah, do we want to talk about the yeah. gospel test? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's do it. Okay. We've all heard of the Bechtel test, the three-point system of is this movie good for women? Is it feminist? Do two women talk to each uh, other about something that's not a man? The listener should note that Kevin is mansplaining no, the I was Bechtel just test to, right no, now. I really wasn't trying to. I wanted to avoid that. I don't mean to condescend. I know you know what that is. I know. No, it's funny because when I tried to explain it, I did a terrible job. So keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would never say that, though. Oh, thank you. But I do believe it. Mm. Um so, ally, he's an ally. So I, ladies, ladies, I'm wearing a shirt that says "Men aren't funny." He'll ally your so, ass. You, oh, please don't! <laughs> I'll ally your ass. That's neither good nor bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think it would be helpful for us to apply the gospel test to some of these songs. Yes, especially as we go further. Maybe we'll encounter some on this album, but the gospel test. <laughs> 
It can be, does this song accurately reflect? Is this song about God? Does it pass? Yeah, it's the parsing. Gospel? Am I explaining it shittily? Again? No, no, no. <laughs> it's parsing the fine line of is this Christian song about God, something vague, or a boyfriend? Right. Sometimes it is hard to tell. Yeah. So uh, our gospel test is to decide um, how do we qualify if something is about God or not. And I think we decided that... If it doesn't use Jesus, Lord, God... Oh, yeah. If it's not like an obvious Father, saying Holy that word. Spirit. Yes. It, if it uses the pronoun he. Yeah. If it describes he as something sort of supernatural in a way. Yeah. Of like, he has all the love in the world or he created things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... Oh, it's, uh, yeah, the big guy upstairs, as we say. And if it, yeah, well, as she says in growing pains, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if it uh, if it's about redemption at all, is that the second point? We can do this later. <laughs> so, but applying that to this song, we say this is passes with spades, man, <laughs> yeah. with flying colors. Yeah. Passes in spades. Passes in spades. Okay, in that's what David spades. Spade does when he like drives really fast <laughs> uh, with his shades. Kevin, I like that joke. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do that instead of uh, laugh um, at my jokes. Another critic said, to avoid any potential confusion, it should be stated up front that this is not Kate Hudson, the 21-year-old <laughs> daughter of Coldy Hawn, who's up for an Oscar this year for her role in the film Almost Famous. I read that and I actually laughed. Like, <laughs> oh, like anyone would confuse them. But that was probably <laughs> a real concern, which is why she changed her name. Totally. And isn't that wild? It's so funny to me. I mean, I'm glad she did. No knocks on Kate Hudson. Love Kate Hudson. Oh, yeah. She was great 10 years ago. Oh, that's a knock. Knock, knock. Kate Hudson. It's not really a knock. It's just what has she done in 10 years? Uh, Fabletics. You're right. I forgot about (laughs) Fabletics. Okay, but the one thing that I didn't get listening to this album growing up is the most obvious point of comparison in the secular music market Uh. listen to the beginning of the second track piercing okay so the piano bass rock stuff and even like the the slight over singing the the, it's a thousand percent she listened to Tidal and Win the Pawn. She loves Fiona Apple. Oh, Fiona Apple. This is... Yeah. And and she, like, cited her on the website, like, yeah. Yeah. This is my play for, like, a Fiona Apple thing. <laughs> like, Fiona Apple and Jennifer Knapp, which is another CCM, oh, contemporary okay. Christian music artist. Yeah. Uh, who was big at the time. Uh, those were, like, two of her big influences. This also reminded me of very early Regina Spector. Sure, just any like piano based like, rock. Glottal things like. <laughs> yeah, although <laughs> Katie Hudson doesn't sound like a uh, monkey giving birth at any You know point what? You can shut the heck up. I love Regina Spector. She's number one. No, and she's good. I will not hear that. There's a few songs you by just Regina Spector. A monkey bouncing around. <laughs> giving birth. Giving <laughs> birth. Yeah, while bouncing yeah, around. Yeah, flying endorsement from Kevin. And it. Hey, uh, uh, you know what? It's just really nothing new that guys don't like Regina Spector. What? I read it all. Caroline. Y'all think she's all campy I and love whatever. Regina. No, this is a misunderstanding. I love Regina Spector. I love Samson. I love Better. I love... All uh, I've ever heard from you is how much 
She sounds like a silly dope. But I still like her. Really? Both things can be true. <gasps> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. Oh, good. This is a good Christian fun. You can make fun of something and love it at the same time. Well, you just or heard also was uh, just one of those bricks being taken out of the wall between us, Kevin, as co-hosts. Oh, yeah. We're uh, better friends now. One of the be- Oh, I see. I thought you were saying <laughs> one of those bricks is being taken out of like the wall supporting our friendship and it's going to come <laughs> crumbling down. Because either could be true. Shaky. No, there's a few, for real, there's a few Regina Spectre songs every time I hear them and think of you. Because I oh, remember yeah. listening to them in the car with you like oh, yeah, four years yeah, ago yeah. or whatever. Uh, so she's the best. She's good. She's okay. coming to town in a few months, I think. Or yeah. she might have already come. If Whoops. anyone wants to buy me tickets, listeners, buy me. Buy me things. Buy me tickets. Well, I think you have to reveal your last name first. Mm. That was a big question going into this. As Caroline <laughs> said, can I just not say my last name? The thing is, I want to be famous, but like an anonymous famous. Like like a hacker? What's an anonymous <laughs> <Not> famous? Anonymous. <laughs> I am Legion. Okay. You should expect me. Um, no, just like no one really gets into my personal life, but they just adore me. Great. <laughs> Not anonymous. <laughs> Doesn't work like I that. I don't know what you're describing. <laughs> Ain't anonymous. I'm so sorry. I'll post my uh, my Amazon wish list and you guys could buy me stuff. And social security number. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Search Me. This is like the closest I think this album has to a radio-friendly song. Yes. And this is one of the ones that she would do a lot in concert. This, I feel like she hits her stride with this song. <laughs> Three songs in. Fiona, little Fiona Hudson's coming into her own. There's also a lot of Alanis Morissette vibes, too. Yeah, they... Yeah. Let's listen. My heart Through this laughter You feel my pain She sounds young, and I think that's okay. Drums, and now it's a it's a ten thousand maniac song. This guitar reminded me of like good bachelor dates. <laughs> no, I would say when they like kiss. Oh my god! I would say this is more like cranberries, Natalie Merchant vibes, like. I yeah, feel like just every, that chorus, just that part. Right, right. But also, it's like, I'm really looking forward to getting to know Nick tonight. <laughs> or I feel whatever. like I could be falling in love with her, <laughs> maybe. But I like this. I like I like this. Um, I think the songwriting's pretty good here. Yeah, I thought this was a really sweet song. Like, this felt... It felt... It didn't feel too old for her the way mm-hmm. some of the songs did or too silly. This felt like a very sincere song. This also to me sounded like a song that people would sing in church, like for worship, Oh, for like a worship service? service? Sure. Yeah, which is like worship songs are usually a little easier to sing along with or a little simpler. They're a little bit like more general. Yeah. <laughs> they're, the they're less performative. Like yeah. The, oh, oh, yeah, like there's not a lot of runs. A, yeah. yeah, like everyone can <laughs> sing along. So... Unlike me when I have diarrhea. Not a lot of runs in worship songs. That was for you. Caroline loves poo. 
<laughs> she's laughing because she's thinking no, of it's... you like holding your butt running out of the room right now. <laughs> well, I gotta go. Well, imagine it at service at church. <laughs> like, there's no runs on stage, oh, but there is in the crowd. What a delightful little picture. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So the course is you search me. You know all the secrets of my heart. Yeah. You search me, revealing the mysteries of who you are. So it's about it's very sweet. It's about something. Like a lot of these Christian songs end up just being, you're great. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> give it up for the guy. Yeah, and, and and they operate in broad generalities. And yeah. honestly, I feel like this and more, I'm not saying like, this song is so good, that's why they didn't play it on the radio. But I do feel like when you focus on specifics in this industry, that it does keep you from achieving. Right, for being the big radio star. Right, as it would in mainstream pop that's yeah. non-Christian or whatever. And she's she's clearly talking about it, kind of a real pain, and you can tell the way she sings it and the way the lyrics, which yeah. I think she wrote most of these songs. I don't know if she wrote this one. Yeah, here's um, the deal, and here's but why. It's, it's very personal and like a not not in a hokey, pandering way, so I just felt real for her. Sure. I mean, this, uh, so looking it up, yep, every song on this album, all ten of them, are written by her, two are co-written by other with other people. Okay. But otherwise... This pretty incredible. Well, compared to all of her other albums, subsequently, yeah. there's like five writers on all right. of those. I mean, there's probably, uh, there's no, I don't think there's any song on any of her subsequent albums where she has sole writing credit. Yeah. So, in, so you don't get any more raw Katie than this. <laughs> hey, listeners, we know you want that raw Katie. <laughs> well, listen to this. Kids. <laughs> it's it's Come your on. cousin, Robin, ba- Robin Katie. <laughs> You know that um, young Katie you've been looking for? Listen. The other thing about this song is it's it's talks about that really common fe- metaphor that Christians use, which is kind of like the father son father daughter relationship. Sure. And kind of a protector and someone that knows you and loves you like unconditionally and that kind of thing. Um, which I found especially poignant, considering that it seems like her relationship with her dad is kind of strained in a lot of ways, and especially during this teenage time yeah i thought it, that was extra sweet i, I mean, like it felt like no one not even my family everything is like kind of crazy and people think certain things about me that aren't true you understand it god yeah and just like the idea of stability yeah in the midst of a lot of cuckoo for cocoa puffs not cuckoo for lucky charms because they're not allowed to have them cocoa puffs i think were approved i mean and i don't want again i don't want to harp too much on her dad and make her him like the secret villain yeah, of this. But he yeah. was on InfoWars with Alex Jones. Yeah. Like, I've looked into him a little bit I to the too. point where I was I like, saw, I nah, listened to that mind. too, and it was just like, mm. Yeah, it's a bummer. Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, there's a direct connection to, it doesn't matter. I don't need to create a mer- narrative. But yeah. I'm just saying, her dad maybe could have done a bit better. Mm-hmm. I blame him more than anyone else. As I do all men. I men like are all to find responsible someone to blame for, mm-hmm. and just really kind of go for it. Yeah, and when I say blame, it's like, for what? I don't know. For her... Success. For her incredible success. I mean, listen, bad dads <laughs> equal good art. Talking so cats in dads, the cradle. if you really want to help your daughters... Be a piece be of... Be weird. Yeah, be weird. <laughs> if, you want, if you want your kids to make good art... <laughs> Be a weirdo. I'm not even saying don't love him. Be Just weird. be weird about it. Be weird out of love. <laughs> um, I really want to play Last Call. Yeah. This is this song really threw me. Here we go. <laughs> this starts with uh I was so not ready for it. This is, I guess, a trope in all of music, which is a band member yelling in the background. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Hey. 
What queue we in? It's Saturday Night Live! <laughs> Your host, Jenny Slate! <laughs> oh, they won't let her host. I love Clarence Clemens in the background just wailing on the horn. <laughs> the ghost of Clarence Clemens, baby. Even though he's alive when this came out. Oh my gosh. So that number's real. Yeah, that was her real church's phone number, yeah. right? Yeah, so this was like... <laughs> Which I really wish she'd be like, call 42969. <laughs> nice. 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 Amen. <laughs> uh it's like a weird this is like branded content it's for her dad's ministry mess. oh I didn't even think about that of like it's like a pitch for her kind of church what a great infomercial that less really than 200 good. people heard I know I wonder did you try calling the number and seeing if it still works no should we yeah should we right now yeah what town is she from because we need the area code oh Santa Barbara the other thing about this that is bizarre when you watch these kind of behind the scenes videos mm-hmm. the ones you sent me is she she's playing in a band with like 30, 30 plus aged old you know older men basically oh oh and some her, of sorry, those clips yeah like her whole band is like these older dudes sure and she's just kind of around and I feel like that influenced some of these songs and they're such like a jam band like dad <laughs> jazz yeah there's some dad rock there's yeah a little dad rock it's happening like, why did this girl pick this vibe <laughs> it seems, seems so weird for her okay what's what's the it's number 805 is the area code 805 oh 899 should I call this number yes you should as we're recording it is nine o'clock on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday you know what if I was Oh no! We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected wow. or is no yeah, longer no in surprise. service. What? If you feel you've reached this recording in error, yeah? please check the number and try your call okay, again. Okay, you don't need check to be sassy. Number. Yeah, okay, I got a little right. toot from Siri. I don't need that. Uh, <laughs> oh, what dang. a metaphor for her Christian music career. Oof! <laughs> 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 it's not really a slam. It's fine. Um, yeah. So hello, hello. I'm searching for a man with love-filled eyes. And them healing hands. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a okay. So sexual, I don't know. I don't know if so... this passes the gospel test. <laughs> it's weird. Like, why would you make an innuendo lyric about Jesus? Love filled eyes and them healing hands. Healing hands. But then the chorus does go. Take my call. Collect my change. Cause Lord, I'm calling on your name. Yeah. But it's like a sexy Lord. It's a sexy, yeah, <laughs> sexy call to Jesus. One of those late night booty calls. <laughs> hey, we've all had a booty we've call. We've all been there. You're laying in bed. Father God, you up. <laughs> You're racked with anxiety. W-Y-D, question mark. <laughs> you need to pray. Just send an eggplant emoji. Okay, don't want to leave. Don't want to say goodbye. Still 15 minutes for my 35. And where's this good and goodbye? Because talking to you is bringing me this life. Yeah, life. This life. Yeah. Again, these lyrics for a 16-year-old girl <laughs> calling on a payphone. Like, just seems like such a set of references that are so not her world. I mean, payphones existed back then. Did you yeah, not listen to Serial? I didn't. Like, did you know, oh, there's a 35-cent limit to your collect calls? Oh, is that what she's referring to I with 35? I so. I couldn't figure that out. Whoa. 
Wait, did she? Was this a co-write? <laughs> Let me look this be. up. No, it's not. This is her all on her own. Well, okay, maybe I'm not giving her credit. The only co-writes are Piercing and Faith a Won't Fail. Mini adult. Uh, yeah, little <laughs> mini adult. Okay, so that's last call. That's a <laughs> something. Else. It's a jumble. Uh, let's listen to Growing Pains. We got it. Oh my the, god! I this is this is a special place in my heart. Let's just listen to it for a little bit. <laughs> You would think the equivalent A simple song, a photograph of mine To show this public eye to offer I may not have a PhD Or speak in eloquent philosophy I'm nothing more than simply may you sing Heaven is pantomiming the entire song Trying to say I'm just a babe in so many ways <laughs> I'm still growing, still stretching Still breaking in these new shoes Looking for a way to make a mark on my own I'm just a spring chick where beyond the air Fiona Apple sound alike. Totally, but she also cited that, uh, hang on. It's such a cute song. I love this song. I love this song, Unironically. Too. Yeah. This is a good song. It's delightful to sing with, to hear. Yeah. You hear her silliness, like she's just an actress in this song. Yeah. And it, it's perfectly age appropriate. Yes. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is creepy that you're singing about yeah, this. It doesn't <laughs> it feel like feel an like overreach. Weird. It doesn't feel like dad rock. It just feels like a perfect little. I when I listened to this, I was like, this is what the whole album should have been like. More sure. Of this. I wanted more of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And it's, and yeah, it is age appropriate. She's talking about like who she is, where she's at, acknowledging that she knows she needs to grow up. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah, she cited Queen as a big influence oh, for this. Oh, interesting. Uh, which I a thousand percent hear. Yeah, it's great. This is, I guess, gospel if you wanted it to be. Mm, no? I think it's more like, it almost feels like a uh, Rufus Wainwright song. Yeah, it you does. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Caroline and I are not professional music critics, so we're like... <laughs> It's kind of like that guy, right? Uh, yeah. Like, it sounds like on that Allstate commercial. <laughs> or, um. uh, I have the most delightful memories of being in Jordan Simzik's silver convertible Mustang, Aww. driving home after play rehearsals, listening to this song, singing along <laughs> to every word, doing all the like. And this was almost like. You would love this, you little theater kid. That's the thing is like it was this is a weirdly formative song for me. Growing pains, hey. Yeah. Actually Nate said Nate is my sweet, handsome, oh, tight husband. Oh, no one um, cares. No he one said cares. this sounded like a musical. Sure. No, it's like, totally yeah, it theatrical. Is, it is exactly. But this is something that I feel like growing up in Texas being a guy sharing this with other male friends we weren't like it was a bunch of guys and girls in the car it was just me and a couple other guys <laughs> jamming along to this this Aww. was like a defining mark of like it's okay to enjoy this stuff yeah, and like, it's okay we're to not like, all feeling weird about this yeah and the idea that femininity isn't toxic or um something to be segregated right. with 
from male energy or and just annoying. like yeah yeah it like it was oh baby don't worry about the thing that wasn't for anybody Wink. i just lip sync <laughs> yeah, just lip syncing work on a podcast and, like held eye contact <laughs> while he did it and it was a lot Ugh. <laughs> I can do without that. This, this is, yeah. This. I bet she had so much fun singing this live. I bet this is where she really shone. Oh, you know what? I saw a live version of this on, of this on YouTube. I didn't like oh, it. Oh, yeah. It was, was just acoustic guitar. Me? And she like kind of stops the song midway through. Is Does that she? this song? Yeah. And she's oh. like, uh, you guys don't know what to do with this, do you? <laughs> she says that and then she keeps going and I think she ends it early. You guys don't get it. It's either this song or Last Call. Oh, that's hilarious. That you sent me. She anyway. Says, you guys don't know what yeah, to do with this? Yeah, she seems super checked out the entire song and like her head is down. And In fact, you are so gay. You are so gay. Wait. This givest me an idea. And that's a song. That's not Kevin. Um, just making Oh, out. goodness. If no one knows that song. aspect of Katy yeah, Perry. <laughs> that's, that's You Are So Gay on one of the boys. It's not one of the boys, right? Yeah. It's not Teenage Dream. I wonder how much she has to distance herself from that song now because it's not. I'm sure she wouldn't sing it now. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and her follow-up song to that, um, Transphobia is Dope, <laughs> does not play well now. I will say that is not and age her other well. follow-up, Everyone is Born Straight. Yeah. You choose to be gay. And then her other follow-up, right, White Supremacy, I-Z-K-O-O-L. It's not good. Like it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> pass the test. Certainly doesn't pass the gospel test. Poof. I'll say that much. Tell you what. Poof. Poof. Poof indeed. Mm. Uh, and then there's some other songs on here. Yeah, you know, it's just actually a series of sound wall songs, is what I would sure. call them. Just yeah, a lot, a lot. I want to, but before we give our final thoughts on Miss Katie Hudson, I want to play a little clip. There, it, footage does exist of. Whatever small, teeny, tiny tour she went on in yes. 2001, there's a there's a lot of footage of her just like on the road hanging out, and you it's get a, so fascinating. Well, and you do get a good sense of like I had this very weird, and I hope this isn't condescending or weird to frame it like this, but I had a I had some sadness watching all this. Oh, stuff me too. Because it was very sad. To why, watch. why was it sad for you? Um, it's such an obvious case of like child talent that goes out and feels like invigorated by their talent and how they're being enjoyed and then also is like tragically lost in this world too and misses mom and dad and doesn't know how to say that and sure is yeah i think can feel like a hollow version of themselves i mean in one of these videos she just starts breaking down and crying when she talks about her home oh yeah she says you know what you hate your parents so much you miss them yeah she says i never miss home and but i miss home right now yeah so there's a lot of this and looking at the footage one it just like that because it may because it's the version of her or whatever that I met mm. personally yeah. and like some of the stuff that I grew up with, like obviously my attachment to even just that song is stronger than whatever firework roar swish swish. <laughs> like that's the same person who did all this stuff. Yeah. Um. So when I see the stage version of her now, 
I see 16-year-old Katie Hudson with different hair and makeup, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. So it, it, and I don't mean that like, see, she was more pure. She should still be doing Christian music. I don't think that, but I think there is, even as kind of lost and probably messed up as she was back then, there was sort of more of a simplicity to her life. Like her life now is she hadn't. Complex. She didn't have a persona yet, you know? Yeah, and there was nothing to live up to. It's just like, oh, this is fine. Oh, and, okay, this will segue great right into this clip. I always want it to be a gift. I don't want it to be a gig. I hate that. I really do. And everyone thinks I'm, like, superstar, and I, you know, like, rock star. But that's not how I am at all. Like, I, I, I'm just some little kid from California who plays the guitar and sings and I just I write what I think needs to be written I write what I deal with I actually I write what I want to say to people that I can't say through my mouth I guess it's just easier that way I'm not a huge deep person, like, I might seem, like, really deep right now or something, but I'm not. (laughs) I'm really afraid of death, actually, too. (laughs) What? I'm afraid Uh, that I'll be 80 one day. Okay. And everybody I know will be passed on, and I'll just be waiting. Dang. Cut to. I have lots of songs to write about, lots of things to write about. I have like this writer's block that I've had for like six months. It really stinks. Which is a third of her lifespan right now. <laughs> I don't know, oh, seeing her in so that state. Sad. Yeah. And I don't even know like what the solution is here, but I do Just think- Just growing up. I guess so, but also, I think it's interesting, especially as we're recording this in 2017, hers Mm -hmm. is a career now marked by performative authenticity to combat inauthenticity in some ways. So it's hard when you reboot your career every two to four years and say, JK, this is me. Yeah, that that's wasn't, an interesting way to think about it. Like, I think that's what every pop star has to do. I don't think that's unique to her. In sure, any it's way. like a, it's like a Madonna model, and I think yeah. Gaga tried to do it a little bit, but yeah. But it, it it's hard. It's a little exhausting, and and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is is she happier now than she was then? Is she happier then than she was now? I don't know. All I know is Keith Hudson is responsible for all <laughs> Keith of this. Hudson. Tweet him, tell him you hate him. I feel like um, watching that too, that's a troubled girl, but I also see a girl that is just a teenager and it feels... Just barely driving. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just (laughs) barely getting behind the wheel. And I don't know, sorting through like the more complex feelings when you realize like, oh, my family isn't perfect or Mm -hmm. I'm not what I thought I was and I'm trying to figure out what I want to be and... Um, I don't think it's necessarily a problem. I mean, we don't know everything just from that video, but it seemed, it seemed normal and sad, but normal. Sure. In a lot of ways. Also, Our- I liked that she was sitting in front of three gospel choir gowns. 
<laughs> yeah, guys, we'll put this in the show notes. The but church go look this up on her. YouTube. Yeah. Which, by the way, is the only way you can listen to this album now. It is not for sale anywhere online, oh, wow. uh, other than like paying for a four hundred dollar physical copy of it. <laughs> and the real fans will right. <laughs> it's not streaming anywhere on Spotify or Apple Music. The only way to listen to it is on YouTube. Or if you leave us a nice review on iTunes, good mm, Christian maybe we'll fun. Send you a little maybe we'll sun. send you a little. Sun. Is that legal? What we just promised to do? Mm, Probably wipe this from the record. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'll send you a link if you want it. Yeah, you know what? We need a new way to incentivize people leaving us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts each week. Let's we, this week, a new way as opposed to what we had, which was nothing. Which was nothing. <laughs> yeah, in our preview episode, we didn't have anything. But this week, but I'm saying usually it's the same thing every time. How about every episode? We change it. We change their sweet treasure in heaven that, that they get. Dangle in. Oh, <laughs> treasure in heaven. Can we promise a treasure Which in heaven? Moth cannot steal. <laughs> yeah, I think God's cool with that. Cool, cool, cool. So if you leave us a nice review, God on wants iTunes, us to monetize. Our- <laughs> dude, God is all about capitalization. All about- Monetization and, and at some point Capitalism. Patreon bonus episodes. Mm, yes, yeah. yes. He loves squeeze it. what you can. Squeeze what you can. That's second opinions for. <laughs> so let's give our closing thoughts on Katie Pear on Katie, Katie Hudson. Her Katie name is Katie Hudson. Hudson. Yeah. Um this album <laughs> <laughs> that you did listen all the way through. Just like her childhood troubled. <laughs> I think um it's not terrible, but you lose the weight of the words. She's singing underneath the singing and the lack of discipline and the wall of sound. Um, And they have potential to be good songs, but there's just like this kind of overdone, self-important vibe that I think kind of undoes it, with the exception of... GP. Yeah. And it it, to me, it sounded kind of like, I said this before, but kind of like a jam band instead of her own music. (laughs) And I was kind of relieved to finish this album. but Like she's the new front man of the Grateful Dead. Yeah. They're doing like 30-minute yeah. guitar solos with like their backs to the wailing. audience. Um, but, you know, it is like a debut album. It's her first start. And it was so cool to... It was cool as a Katy Perry fan to hear very raw, young Katy Perry. Sure. And like get all into that and feel like, oh, this is her origin. And I got to hear that and know that about her and um, and compare that to where she is now. Which, by the way, now great voice, great discipline, love it. Yeah, although in the in the documentary, is she lip syncing on stage? In pieces of me. <laughs> in pieces of me. Pieces of my parts. <laughs> pieces of parts. Is she lip syncing on stage? I don't know. It looked like she was when I rewatched it. I don't. That doesn't bother me for pop stars. They're yeah. working so darn hard up there. I get it. That I'm like, that's fine for me. And I no, and I think. Regardless, she's extraordinarily talented, obviously. Yeah. I was just curious about in that one. Also, I do think Swish Swish is a good song. I love that song. I like and the, Feels. Yeah. Do you uh, like anything else off Witness? Oh my gosh, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> swish Swish is good and then everything swish, else swish is, is good like, and okay. everything is like a... Yeah, it's like real blah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's really hard. And I think this is something we'll, we'll confront at certain points when there is certain attachments to it that come from growing up with it yeah it's hard for me to divorce it um from those nostalgic feelings of singing along in the car and meeting her and hanging out for all of what 
15 or 20 minutes mm-hmm. 16 years ago. Your first kiss. My first kiss. I was thinking was to of her. Song. You had your first child to this song. I, yeah, I, I am a father. You're a sweet baby. Yeah, I, I want to be Keith Hudson to my little kid. <laughs> so he'll make some damn good art. Taking notes. Yeah, that's right. But I feel like overall, just really based on the strength of Search Me, Growing Pains, more so Growing Pains than anything, yeah. <laughs> that I have mostly positive feelings towards this album and there's other stuff we we didn't listen to you can say that when there's nothing left i think is a good closer yeah it just keeps going up and up and up i think that's a nice way yeah i wrote that that, i feel like the heart of her too and it featured her voice nicely sure so the point of this show is not to crap on christian pop culture and it's not to proselytize but be that as it may we still want to be objective about this so each week, we're going to give whatever we're talking about, whatever we're examining, a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast, raise our glasses high, our communion glasses high, Yes. or a holy roast and send it to hell. Straight down to the lake of fire. Forever. Bye. The smoking section. <laughs> All right. So, Caroline, Katie Hudson, holy roast or oh, holy toast? Gosh, this is hard. I want to give a third answer, but I can't do that on our first episode. Hell no, you can't. Uh, I haven't no, you can't. <laughs> a holy lukewarm. I'll spit you on my mouth, bro. Just right out. That's another Bible ref. revelation. Lukewarm. Uh, anyway, uh, I think I would give it a holy roast. Holy roast. I think so. I mean, purely objectively, but if I'm putting in context of fandom and Katie and everything I know about her, holy toast. Well, you got. Let's let's pick one. Holy, you're going holy I roast, I think. Wanna. No, you. It's okay. Go holy roast. That's okay, fine. I'll go holy roast. I holy don't think roast. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go the nostalgic attachment angle. Growing pains, man. I'll still listen to that song every now and again. That's fine. Completely Aww. detached from this podcast or any sense of duty. So even based on that song alone. I'm giving it a holy toast. Very nice. Yeah. That's very generous of you. Our first episode, we do not agree. Ooh. We're, there's Oof. already division in the room. Listeners, you could enjoy both sides of the aisle. Ooh, we're going to get tense here. We're going to have firing. We're going to have talking heads. Well, listeners, we yeah, we're going to have a David Byrne band, talking heads. <laughs> so listeners, we want to hear from you as well. Yeah. If you like this album, if you miraculously heard it on YouTube or you own a copy of it, Go to our Twitter, at Christian Fun Pod, and give it a vote. We're going to put up a poll the day this episode comes out. So if you haven't listened to it yet, form an opinion real quick. <laughs> we'll keep it open for a few days, though. Fast. We're going to put up only two options, though. We're going to put up Holy Roast, if you don't like it. Holy Toast, if you like it. So go there, at Christian Fun Pod. Yeah, I mean, this poll is going to be big. It's going to be on the Twitter Moments page. It's going to be on Gangbusters. So you'll hear about it. Don't worry. Realistically, uh... this is weeks before the episode comes out. Realistically, (laughs) how many votes do you think it will get? Oh, my gosh. More or less than 500. Oh, you know what I think it'll be? What? 69. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to take a break. But before we do, I want to play one last clip this is, actually, you know what? I have two clips. In doing research for this, I found like there's not a lot about Katy Perry in the years. There's not a lot of output in between this album, 2001, and then One of the Boys in 2008. Mm-hmm. But I did find some demos that she was working on in between, which okay. is kind of like some connective tissue that I think like Gross. 
fills in our idea of her as an artist and kind of the transition. So okay, this great. one's kind of interesting. So let's listen to this. Praise the Lord. So I think you can hear there. She's an artist like going from one phase to another. And, uh, and she kind of sounded flat on that one, but you could see where she was going and what she was leaving behind. (laughs) Yeah. You see her struggling for two ideologies that she's really trying to find her way. Yeah. And it's really like fitting a a (laughs) square peg into a round hole. You just can't do it. So so not ready for that. And, uh, Play us out, Kev. Okay, here's for real a clip from a very strange and haunting looking interview you can find of hers on YouTube. This is in Pomona, California. Oh, gosh. Some lady, and you, you're going to hear this lady crumpling paper right into the camera's microphone. So that's a little annoying. But this is the answer to the question What would you say to any teenagers, any girls looking to get into the music industry? And this is what. 16-year-old Katie Hudson had to say. Be careful. Be careful. Stay whole and stay a child and stay young. And when you're in the business, don't get jaded. And remember that there's still a God. And remember what your motives were when you first started strumming your guitar. Oh, man. We'll be right back. That is a jaded 16-year-old, man. What did they do? This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. What a great break that was. Yeah. I feel refreshed. I feel blessed. I feel like... I feel like my wallet just popped out of my pocket. For some direct response advertising to help support the show. Damn. Wow. I feel good. It feels like we're still in the ad. I'm ready to purchase. <laughs> well, we got a new segment. All segments are new on the first episode of a show. <laughs> Caroline, what do you got for us? Okay. Um, we're going to call this segment Bible Thumper Bumper Sticker. Um, and this is basically these turns of phrase or witticisms that Christians like to throw around. And usually it's on some kind of merchandise or church sign. A t-shirt. A t-shirt, or... a wall decal, a weird, I don't know, board that you hang in your house, a lot of decor. Anyway. Yeah, you know, the board decors. <laughs> so how about you read it and I try to figure out what it means? Because a lot of times the, this stuff is like riddles. Or, yeah, or like, like some proverbs. of them are kind of thinkers and some of them are like these really dark jokes. Um, <laughs> and some of them are just a lot of them puns. Okay, so uh, I asked Jesus, how much do you love me? This much, he answered. Then he stretched out his arms and died. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this <laughs> This is Jesus Christ dying for our sins on the cross. Right. He says this much, you know, like measuring but with his Which is not biblical. He nail marked When he was on the cross, he did not at any point say this much. I think he I said I love you this he much. He said a lot of stuff. <laughs> 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 Ow. <laughs> He said a lot of ow, ow, ouchie. Yeah, is that like a director's cut of Passion of the Christ situation? Or that Ewan McGregor one that came out a few years back where he's Jesus in the desert. Oh, yeah, I wanted to watch that one. Maybe we will for this show. All right, here comes number two. Okay, here comes the boom. God answers knee mail. God answers knee mail. This is (laughs) K-N-E-E. That's right. (laughs) M-A-I. Okay. So, this is a... This feels very Y2K to me, where it's like, guys, mm-hmm. we have electronic mail now. Dot com. So this is, yeah, this is a dot com bubble bursting on this <laughs> on this Bible Thumper bumper sticker. Uh, this is God answers prayers, basically. When you get on your knees and pray to God, he answers. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. This one's got some layers. I'm ready. Warning. Exposure to the sun may prevent burning. And sun is spelled, spelled S O N. Oh yeah. I think I got this one. So this is uh by the way, this would be great to play with people who are not Christians that come on the yeah. show. Like make a guess this? who's like an atheist or agnostic. Oh my gosh. This. So I believe this is the sun may prevent burning. Yes. This Exposure is Exposure to the Sun. If you are in a relationship with Jesus Christ, the <laughs> Son of God, then you will not go to hell and where you would burn forever if burn you did. for eternity. Okay. That's it. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> This has been Bible Thumper, Bumper Sticker. Uh, I have a running list for these, but I really do need help with this. So if you would like to submit yours. Like husbands do to wives. I mean, the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, egalitarianism. Um, 
Please submit them. You can email them to us at goodchristianfun at gmail.com. Or you. you can just tweet it. You can tweet it at Christian Fun Pod. Whatever is easiest for you. I need help. So um <laughs> That much is clear. Oh. No, I'm JK. Oh. That was great. Thank you. This is your first PCAST. I know. And you're doing great. Oh, thanks, Kevin. And if you guys agree, tweet at Totem Spirit Wolf and just say Compliments. Hey. Good job, girl. Yeah, give me a give me specific Beautiful compliments. Oh my gosh. Are rich. Don't you have enough of those from your husband? No, I can no? never get enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. And this words of affirmation. This brings us to one of our last segments, which is holy crap. <laughs> to really test the limits of how many holy <laughs> holy branded things we can do on this show. Yeah. So here's the thing. You may be on a road trip and you're flipping through the dials on your radio station. And if you're anything like myself or Caroline even if you don't listen to it on the regs anymore, you can probably pretty quickly, easily identify when a Christian song is playing. Yeah. There's certain characteristics that may be prevalent in those songs. But sometimes you're not sure. So here's what we're going to do. I have a a playlist, or should I say a playlist mm, of songs. <laughs> A playlist of songs I'm going to play for Caroline. I'm looking at She can't see what these songs are. Uh And it's her job, for the purpose of this segment, to tell me if she thinks these are Christian songs, holy, (laughs) or if they're secular songs. Crap. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do four different songs. I'm not going to trick you. At least one of these is a Christian song. At least one. At least one. Could be all four, could be half, could be oh, three, could okay. be one. Okay, okay. Yeah. So here we go. Here's the first song on our Holy Crap playlist. That's 20 seconds in. I think that's enough. Caroline, is this holy or is this crap? I'm going to guess crap. All right, let's keep listening. This is Jars of Clay. No one loves me like you. Oh my gosh. This is holy. Collapsing was much softer. They're, oh, man. they're see, odd though They could sound yeah. Well I thought Them saying yeah Instead of like Amen Lord, You know <laughs> that, that was a giveaway for me Sure <laughs> Alright so that was Jars of Clay What a little Peppy little song Zero for one thus far Dang it Next song Again I'm gonna play Just the first 10 to 15 seconds of it You tell me Holy or crap Here we go Caroline, is this holy or crap? Oh, man. And, and listener, please play along at home. Uh, <laughs> and yell at your iPods right now. Shout. iPods, how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I don't think a Christian song would have such a peppy drum line. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Uh, crap. This is crap? Every wave. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. What? No, that's... 
It's you too. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say. Wait, did you think there's... it was Christian? Because it was. Because there's an ocean metaphor. Yeah, we should be explicit about this. <laughs> One, tell if you're not. I'm sure we'll do like lyric based games where we're not listening to music. <laughs> One big dead giveaway for Christian songs is water stuff. Oh, man. Lighthouses, waves crashing. Beaches, like a flood rushing flooding, over me, raining down. Let the rain fall. We're gonna washing, get into it. Washing bathtubs. <laughs> washing bathtubs. Pool time. Yeah. Jacuzzis. Crazy pool time. <laughs> we love our spas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Crazy pool time. One for two. Let's play song number three. Caroline, is this holy or crash? Whatever it is, it's a bummer. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's holy. I got a truck. <laughs> no, no. Is this David Lynch's oh, his ass band? <laughs> Gosh, darn this it. is David Lynch with "These Are My Friends" from his album. Crazy clown time. What you're listening to is my good buddy Kevin trolling me because I cannot escape Twin Peaks wherever <laughs> I go now. My husband are talking about it all the time. I mean, I come over and watch it with Nate. Yeah, but you could leave. It's not if you exclusive to. to that night. I did watch it for the first time the other night, and, and you loved it. Loved it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was it was terrifying. This is. <laughs> I was going to say, like, this seemed a lot more normal than you guys make it out to be, and then that lyric happened. Benny's got a yellow basket. Is this David Lynch singing? He is singing. Some of these on this album, he doesn't sing. an old man. Also, get your damn boots off my couch. I'm sorry. your shoes off. Here, we'll write it off for podcast expenses. We are... We're in my home, and Kevin just waltzes in here like he's... Come on, man. King of the couch. One for three. (laughs) <laughs> Here's the final one. Oh, I need to at least get 50-50 here. We'll see. Yeah, you you need a Joseph Gordon-Levitt, You're such Seth a Rogen. tricky trickster, though. Okay. I'm not trying to trick no one. Here we go. For the fourth and final song, is this holy or crap? You gave me nothing on this one. You gave me nothing. I gave you 20 seconds. I asked you for everything. <laughs> you didn't ask you me. You gave me nothing. Okay. It, holy or crap? Okay. <laughs> uh, holy? You got a face not spoiled by beauty. It's you two again. Dang it! <laughs> you two! Once again. Guys, we're going to find this the further and further we get into the show. <laughs> but there's a every, crap ton of overlap between every contemporary Christian worship. Band wants to be you two. A lot of them do. Like a lot of the Hillsong stuff. Oh, most man. of worship music <laughs> in the Christian circles has been heavily influenced by The Edge. <laughs> That is a fact. So there's, yeah. So there's some confusion there. (laughs) And that's been, holy crap. This is Song for Someone from Songs of Innocence by U2. 
First one was Hot Nobody Plug Loves for you too. Please go out and buy their album. <laughs> Please make sure they become a successful band. <laughs> no one loves me like you, Jars of Clay from If I Left the Zoo. Every Breaking Wave by U2, also from Songs of Innocence. And These Are My Friends by David Lynch on Crazy Clown Time. Crazy Clown Time. All right. What a crazy clown time it's been on this show. We did it. Two clowns. Clowning around for the Lord. (laughs) Who's that? That was me squeezing my clown nose. That sounded like a clown knocking (laughs) (laughs) on our door, on Heaven's door. Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to have to do those Bob Dylan albums. He put out two or three Christian albums in the middle of his what? career. What? You just blew my mind. Yeah, man. He was like super born again what? in the 70s. Yeah. Is Slow this train pre-fame coming. or is this like mid-fame? This is mid-fame. This is after <gasps> all of his like his huge run oh, in the 60s. Oh, my gosh. It's an interesting time. It's an interesting time. We'll get to it. Great. So that was Holy Crap. If you want to listen to those songs, guess what, guys? What? We got... A good Christian fun Spotify playlist? No, sir. Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. If I'm, only you guys could see the pleased look on his face right now. He's throwing his arms up. He's doing a little dance. Oh, now he's dabbing to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right. People who know me know that that's true. <laughs> so the Spotify playlist, every song that is available on Spotify that we feature on this show will be available on the good Christian fun colon spotify playlist or i think it'll just be called good christian fun colon the playlist yeah it's great for uh your quiet times you know when you're reading the words the, the soundtrack Lord for your in the quiet time soundtrack for uh you know kind of before church when everyone's shaking hands and talking it's a good one to rock out to show that you're a good environment and a lot of fun yeah like good christian fun uh, guys Thanks for listening to Good Christian Fun. We're really excited to do this show. We hope we've kept it at a tolerable length. (laughs) (laughs) We hope that you were at least able to take a dump in the time that you were here. I think that's a good measurement of time for me. Yeah, we hope this has been a Uh, Maybe a two-dump max episode. Yeah, we're hoping for some two-dump chumps listening (laughs) to this show. Like, Just get on the pot and let it go, a la Elsa. Uh, But this has been really fun, and... um, and now we got to move into the final, maybe the most important segment of the show. Yes. Our closing, I'll say prayer. Prayer circle. Little prayer circle. Where we're not going to plug anything. That's for other podcasts. We're not going to do that. We're fresh. Well, we're going to, we're so fresh. Mm-hmm. Like a WB drama. Mm-hmm. Kevin, uh, damn it. What? Come on! Stop making this a crossover episode. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna listen. We're not gonna plug anything. We're not gonna plug anything. (laughs) We're here. We're here to lift some things up, though. Yeah. So this is an interesting. (laughs) Okay. Quick sidebar. God's planning. When you pray with other Christians, oftentimes, and I don't even know the etymology of this. Hopefully, we'll figure it out by episode two. Mm -hmm. But when you pray to God, like someone has a prayer request, like. Oh, my mom's really sick right now. Or, oh, I'm out of work and I need a new job. You take that prayer request on for someone. You say, God, I want to lift up Caroline to you. I want to lift up her mom. Uh-huh. What does lifting up mean? We don't know lift quite. Lift up to heaven. I guess, yeah, in a in a, in a <laughs> sort of... I, don't, I truly don't know. 
if if someone out there is smarter than me and can tell me like I don't think it's much more complicated. Is it than biblical? That. Like, is it like and oh, they lifted a bunch of stuff up? They and, lifted it up to Jesus. I guess. Anyway, so we're gonna lift up a few things. We got a few things. If to you lift guys up. could lift it up for us, we're gonna lift up our our social media <laughs> handles and what we're enjoying in secular culture. <laughs> so I'll start. I, I want to lift up at Kevin T. Porter mm, mm, um, yes. on Instagram mm. and Twitter. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing. Thank you know. Thank you for receiving that. <laughs> and as far as secular culture goes, I want to lift up everything now by Arcade Fire, which is an album everyone's been dogging on because there's is like it new. Yeah, it came out earlier this this summer. Oh, okay. And uh, people had a real negative reaction to it because there's three or four not good songs on it. Okay. But there's five or six good songs on it. Hey, it's Creature Comfort is a banger. I think everything now, banger. the top track is banger. a banger. Finger. I think it is a banger. <laughs> I have an. Anyway, continue. I want to lift it up. I lift wanna it lift, up. I want to lift up Win Butler and Arcade, Arcade Fire. That's another band with a lot uh, of like kind of uh, vague Christianish lyrics. I'm sure we could get into at some point. Yeah. Listen, this format is malleable and elastic. This could be. We're gonna do Christian stuff. We're gonna be doing stuff that touches, yeah, on Christian or stuff, I think totally that's an different interesting conversation realm too. Realm the music. We're talking about movies. We could talk about Christian speakers and personalities. Yeah, um, a lot of things. Books. <laughs> Caroline, what do you want to lift up? Uh, Kevin, if you could please lift up my Twitter. Okay, it is at Totem Spirit Wolf. I lift that up. Um. Yeah, if you could just lift that up with a lot of likes, retweets, sure. shares, sure. Uh, quotes, whatever you got to do. Yeah. No DMs. Well, maybe. Are they open? Yeah, they are. You're married, though, so it's like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> some, some freaks like that. I keep my DMs open because you never know when business opportunities <laughs> might happen. Um, I'd also like to lift up uh, Rihanna's new Stance sock collection. Stance sock collection. Yes, um, it is a is her newest line. She's done a few, um, and these are all her iconic fashion moments. I just really want to lift that up because I think it's outstanding. If someone wants to purchase those for me again, you will find that on my Amazon wish list. Listeners, make yourself useful. Well, and on that note, <laughs> and on the topic of today's episode, I want to play this clip. Katie has always been very true to herself. And I think that that's why people relate to her. <gasps> Approved by the queen. Rihanna's your queen, right? I'm clenching the couch right now. So oh, happy. I'm so glad you said the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so happy about no, that. No, when I hear Rihanna, it's pure release. She validated her on Pieces of Poop, whatever that documentary pieces is called. Pieces of Parts. That's a, that's a high praise. Rihanna does not dole that out easily. Yeah. Which she says, she's been true to herself. I'm like to herself. Which which one? You know? Whoa, Kev. No, I'm not trying to pick fights. Damn. I blame Keith. Damn. Shut up. Let's talk about Rihanna. Okay. Rihanna's great. Rihanna's great. We can agree. And we want to lift up the social media <laughs> handles for this podcast yeah. at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Christian Fun Pod. You can email us at goodchristianfun at gmail.com. At MSN.com. Share your thought. Uh, it's not MSN. That your dumb emails at MSN.com because you're 55 Don't years old. Don't say that. Hackers are gonna find me. Yeah, they're. Gonna, <laughs> I feel like that won't happen. <laughs> 
But yeah, that is, uh, and you can give us a call. You can give us a call at 601-691-6969. That's not true. I'm going to say it again. 601-691-4463. That's 601-691-4GOD. For Aww. God, leave us a voicemail, or I'm sure we'll do like a call-in show at some point that yeah goes super well yeah. Um, but yeah, and leave us voice. And honestly, if you have anecdotes, fun experiences, memories of Katie Hudson, maybe you are one of the few people mm. like me that saw her when yes. she was on tour, or you just have thoughts in general. Email us, record a voice memo, send it to goodchristianfun at gmail.com. That'll be fun, right? That'll be fun. It'll be a little good, little good Christian might, fun. Yeah, you might even say a good Christian fun. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll send you the album for free. <laughs> Just like take a screenshot and email it to us. We'll send it to you for free. We'll send you an unnamed digital file folder, a zip folder full of By the way, if hacks. Katy Perry's lawyers are listening, we're JK. Oh, we're, yeah. No way we would ever do that. We would never do that. We would never do that. We would... Um, <laughs> make them pay and send it, send it straight to you. Yeah. And uh, if you enjoy this show, tell your friends about it because yeah. uh, we're just a teeny tiny baby podcast. We don't know what we're doing. And friends are all you really have in this world because your family may die. Oh my gosh. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I went farther than I planned. Guys, this has been Good Christian Fun. Caroline, I'm grateful for you. Thanks for hosting this. Kevin, I'm grateful for you too. Yay. You're my good pal. Well, we got to figure out how to end this. And here's my pitch in episode one Let's on the hear fly. It. Mm-hmm. Here's what we could do. I'm nervous. And all of Pod's people said, said amen. amen. See you next week on Good Christian Fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Bye, y'all. Whether you're a firefighter or a man trapped in a loveless nightmare of a marriage, you never leave your partner behind. Next week on Good Christian Fun, we're watching Fireproof. That was a HeadGum Podcast.